There's only one road into Key West, but you won't believe where it can take you. Travel back in time to a city rich with history. Discover amazing artists and musicians. Taste seafood fresh off the boat, or just kick back and soak up the island vibe. For more about Key West, visit flakeys.com. Key West, close to perfect, far from normal. Taking charge of your future starts with taking the first steps. And saving up to $30 a month on Cox Internet with the Affordable Connectivity Program makes those steps easy to take. Whether they bring you to click upload on your first short film or join now for an online book club. Applying is easy. See if you qualify at cox.com slash ACP. Non-transferable one per household application and eligibility decisions are made by the FCC. You're about to experience a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Foreman, pastor of Harvest Church. One church in global locations. To find out more about Bishop Foreman and Harvest Church, visit our website at www.harvestchurch.church. Your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. Give online in our mobile app or text the word giving to 59769. Remember to love God, love people, and love life. It's going to be something about the wedding plans. It's going to be something about how magnificent their life is getting ready to be. Perhaps she's watched HGTV and she's got some houses she wants to show Joseph to say, listen, once we get married, this is where I want to go live. Joseph was not at all thinking that when Mary came to him, that Mary's going to say, I'm with child. Now, fellas, listen, listen, let's just just be honest. Uh, If you're betrothed to Mary and Mary talking about she's with child and you are not the father of that child. I wish wish you were sitting next to somebody honest because that conversation, the whole, watch this, all the energy in the room would have dropped just like that. You with child. Well, it's not mine. What you been doing? Watch this. Then Mary has the audacity, the unmitigated goal to say, God got me pregnant. <laughs> Come on now, Mary. Now look, I didn't hurt a lot. I heard a lot. I, I've been around for a little bit. I'm not new to it. I'm true to it. But you have the audacity to tell me that you are pregnant and God got you pregnant. It's amazing because God then visits Joseph and he says to Joseph, he says um, in a dream, he says, Joseph, listen, that's actually true. Um, uh, This is what has actually happened. And I have decided that she is going to birth Jesus the Christ. Emmanuel is his name. In Matthew 123, if you look on the screen, it says, and he shall be called Emmanuel. That shall be his name. God with us. Can I get everybody in the building and everybody online and say, God is with me. Say it one more time. Say, God is with me. Now, here's what's amazing about the story is that for nine months plus, Mary carries around Jesus in her womb. 
She's been impregnated by the Holy Spirit. And there's an instance in the book of Luke where she meets a relative of hers. Her name is Elizabeth. She goes and meets with Liz. And when she meets with Liz, Liz is also pregnant at the same time. She's pregnant with who would be one of Jesus' relatives. We call him John the Baptist, not because he was a Baptist uh, in terms of his church affiliation, but because he was a baptizer. God was going to use him to transform the lives of people. And guys, what's amazing to me is that when Mary and Elizabeth got in the room, all of a sudden the baby started kicking. What's amazing to me is when you get around the right people, all of a sudden things in you begin to move. And I don't know, watch this, I need you to make sure you sit next to somebody that doesn't have a negative attitude and doesn't have a negative disposition because there's something in your life God wants to start kicking tonight. There's some movement that God wants to begin to happen in your life tonight. Maybe it's in your family, maybe it's in your finances, maybe it's in your faith. But I need you to touch somebody on the shoulder next to you and say, things are about to move for you. Uh-uh, find you another one that'll rejoice once you say it. Touch them. Say, things are about to move for you. The baby starts kicking. Why? Because when you get around the right people, the right people will watch this. They'll bring your fire back. They'll bring your passion back. They'll bring your joy back. Guys, can I tell you, stay away from drama this holiday season. Some of y'all, you already know when you go over to our house, it's going to be nothing but drama. And I need you to get your coat. Watch me. Get your plate and step out the room. They don't leave it out your plate. If you got to bring your own aluminum foil, bring your own foil. Don't leave it out your plate. Because when you get around the right people, all of a sudden, you're like, I can do this. I got this. It's not as bad as it felt. It's not as bad as it looked. And I'm here to tell somebody in this building and somebody online tonight, you're in the right place at the right time with the right people. Because 2019 was to get you ready because in 2020, you're taking off. So listen, so listen, they, they, she, she's pregnant. She brings forth the savior of the world. Jesus the Christ. And if you study all of the places that he is, he fulfills the prophecies that said he would be in this place and he'd be in this place and he'd be in this place and he'd be in this place. Jesus ends up being raised in a place called Nazareth. Can you say that with me? Nazareth. Nazareth is very interesting. It has several different meanings predicated upon the source. One of those meanings means it's like a bowl. That's he's called Jesus of Nazareth. It's like a bowl, which means there's no way out. Check it out. Jesus is raised in a place where it's rumored that there's no way out of that place. Another one of the meanings of Nazareth, it means uh, to be a watchtower. In other words, Jesus is in a place where he has to watch other people do, watch this, what it is that he's been sent to do. Let me see if I can say it another way. Have you ever been in a place in life where you're watching other people do the thing that you believe you should be doing? Watch this. And you would appreciate the opportunity and they're in it and don't appreciate it. You ever have to watch somebody else do something and you're thinking to yourself, God, if you give me one shot. I don't know who this is for, but some opportunities are about to open for you. Some opportunities are about to open for you. I need you to release that over your life. Say, some opportunities are about to open for me. You, watch this. Some of you are about to go from backstage to the front of the stage. You're about to go from overlooked to overbooked. I need you to release that over your life. Say, opportunities are opening for me. So, so, so one of the other definitions, it means to sprout up means to sprout up. It means a stump where something sprouts up. Jesus is raised in a place where something is supposed to sprout up. 
And if you have our app, you got a motivation for me today that talked about the bamboo tree. Can I get you to say that? The bamboo tree. Come on, y'all talk to me. Say bamboo tree. The bamboo tree is an interesting tree because for seven to ten years, the bamboo tree, after it begins to the process of uh, growing, nothing happens above the soil level. I need you to catch that. Nothing happens above the soil. Nothing happens that's visible to anybody outside of that bamboo tree. Because for seven to ten years, that bamboo tree is preparing for what it's getting ready to be. For seven to ten years, that bamboo tree is underground and it's developing an intricate root system because watch this, out of nowhere, it seems like that bamboo tree sprouts up and it begins to grow very rapidly. And it looks like, watch me, an overnight success. But it's an overnight success that's been seven to ten years in the making. Watch me, Jesus spends 30 years getting ready in a place where nobody knows his name, nobody knows his accomplishments. Watch me. Nobody knows that he's not just a regular man. He is the God man, the theanthropos, 100% God and 100% man. So much man you can't believe he's God. So much God you can't believe he's man. Nobody knows anything about him. He spends 30 years is the Greek word tecton. That's a builder. And we sometimes say he was a carpenter, but the proper word there is builder. Uh, that means he spends 30 years of his life learning how to build stuff. I don't know where you've been this year, where you've been for some of you the last five years, where you've been some of you the last 10 years, but what I need you to know is you've not wasted one minute. I need you to lay your hands on yourself and say, I've not wasted one minute. Come on, I need you to say it like you're a big arm and say, I've not wasted one minute. Come on, say it again like you mean to say, I've not wasted one minute. Because the time you thought nobody was paying attention, you were building something. When nobody was calling you, you were building something. When it looked like you were isolated, you were building something. Those days you felt like you were by yourself, you were building something. What was I building, Bishop? You were building an intricate root system that went down deep so that when a storm comes, you don't have to worry about falling over because your roots go deep. I need you to know, you're sitting next to somebody, watch this, that this is the lowest you'll ever see them again. And here's what's amazing. They're not doing bad, but this is their basement because God's getting ready to take them to places they never even imagined. I need you to release this over yourself. Throw both of your hands up. Shout, my house is next. Listen, listen, listen. Jesus spends 30 years preparing for three and a half. I need you to catch that math. Because preparation is always longer than the performance. I'm going to say it again. Preparation is always longer than the performance. If we were to use football, they practice all week to play one game. Some of you, watch this, don't mismanage your practice because it's making sure you win the performance. Don't mismanage your preparation thinking I'm wasting time. You're not wasting time, baby. You're being refined. I wish you would lay your hands on yourself say, I'm not wasting time. Say, I'm being refined. See, what you've been through has made you smarter. It's made you wiser. It's made you stronger. Watch me. It made you pray. It made you worship. It made you forgive. It made you give people another chance because you learned you needed another chance. 
So the Christmas story is this. His name, Matthew 123, is Emmanuel. God, talk to me, y'all. God, here's the trip. He never promises that your preparation is going to be easy. See, I just lost your neighbor right there. Because preparation sounds good when you see results. But what do you do when your preparation is painful? What do you do when your preparation is difficult? What do you do when your preparation makes you want to holler, makes you want to cry? See, for 30 years, Jesus prepares for three and a half years of public ministry. What you do in private to prepare for what you do in public is more important than what you do in public. I'm going to back that thing up. What you do in private is to prepare is more important than what you do in public. He spends 30 years learning how to build. Can I just get you to look at somebody and say, I've been working on something. Say, it's a better me. Watch me. It's easy to shout about a new car, shout about a new house, shout about a new this, that, and the other. But who can give God glory? Watch this. That I've been working on a better me. I'm not shouting over a car, over cash, over clothes. I'm shouting over I'm a better version of myself. Can I get you to release a praise for five seconds if you've been working on a better you? Go, five, go. Come on, Christmas Eve, four, come on. Three, come on. Two, come on. One, somebody holler, I'm better. Think about it. You're not bitter like you used to be. You don't walk around with automatic attitude like you used to. You're forgiving people you said you'd never forgive. You've tried things you say you'd never try. Somebody say, I'm better. Please release it like an army in this building online. Shout, I'm better. Jesus spends 30 years getting ready for three and a half. And for three and a half years, Jesus goes around, watch me, and he knows what to do. Please listen to me. Please listen to me. Had he not spent 30 years learning how to build, when he was ready and put in public for three and a half years, he would have wasted a lot of time not knowing what to do. I need to back it up because I know you get it based on your response. See, if you didn't go through what happened in 2019, you would not know what to do when you get in 2020. Let me see if I can say it another way. If you didn't go through that bad relationship in 18, you wouldn't have known how to spot it in 19 and walk away from it when you saw it coming. I need you to know God has not wasted one moment that you've been through, one experience that you've been through. Say, nothing's been wasted. Listen, I'm done. He says, I am Emmanuel. I'm with you. It's not going to be easy. On Sunday, in the message, False Expectations, in Jeremiah 1, 19, God makes him this promise. He says, Jeremiah, I'm going to do something great through you. Man, you're going to be an amazing prophet. What's a prophet? One who speaks on God's behalf. You're going to be an amazing prophet. You're going to be an amazing speaker. You're going to be an amazing leader. I'm going to set you over kingdoms and nations. And he says, but look here now. They're going to fight you. you. You know what's difficult for us to conceive is the people that we were fighting for when they begin to fight us. 
I wish you know you sit next to somebody where there was somebody that was fighting for them and now began to fight them. He says, Jeremiah, they're going to fight against you. That's just the way it is. But they're not going to prevail against you. Because I am what? With you. I am Emmanuel. I am Christmas. So what does this season remind us of? It's not trees and, 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 and ornaments and snow. Thank God it's not snowing this year. Jesus. It's not that. It is God saying, I got you. It's God saying, I'm with you. But God, God, this is making me so angry. Chill out. I got you. But God, I feel like giving up because it seems like the harder I try, the worse it gets. Shh. I got you. <laughs> Come on. I wish I had somebody in this building tonight. I wish I had somebody online. But God, I just don't understand why is this so hard. If it's you, why isn't it easier? I got you. God, why is it that the people who should be supporting me are the people who are causing my suffering? I got you. I wish you were real with me tonight. God, why do I feel discouraged? Shh, I got you. God, why am I going through these emotional ups and downs? I got you. Christmas, I'm with you. <laughs> Look at somebody next to you say, he's with you. Say, he's got you. Because I know what some of you are thinking. If God is with us, why, why some of the things we see in America and the world? If God is so good and God is love, let me stop you right there. We got to stop blaming God for our foolishness. God is not responsible for those who ignore his counsel. You can't get mad at God. Watch this because you got in a bad relationship. He said don't get in and then it ended up bad. And now you mad at God, like, God, why you let this happen? Boo, I'm going to let you do what you want to do. We can't blame God for our decisions. We can't blame God for our foolishness. But here's what I love about him. He says, listen, even when your mistakes, even in your foolishness, even in your failures, even in some of your cray-cray decisions, I got you. I'm with you. And here's what he promises. I won't leave you and I won't forsake you. You can try to run from me and I'll come up there in the club, right, be right there next to you. Y'all ain't saying that to me. You can try to get away from me and I'll come find you wherever you have. Can I get you to just look at somebody, watch this and tell them, say, he came and got me. He came. No, what, yeah, some of y'all are too fake for me. I wish you'd tell the truth. You ain't always done everything right. You ain't always been in church. Somebody tell the truth tonight. God had to come get you out of some stuff. Get you out of some mess. Somebody holler, he came and got me. He found us. Even when we say, Lord, I don't even, I ain't doing God. I ain't doing church. Look at where you at tonight. He came and got you. Because Christmas, Emmanuel, I'm with you. Tonight, maybe you're in this building or maybe you're online. And the reality is, is that you need to reciprocate the fact that he's got you. What do you mean reciprocate? I can offer you a gift. Matter of fact, I, I could offer you 
I'm just going to grab some. What do we got? I, just, I could offer you this basketball. Come on, Golden State. Oh, apparently no Golden State fans in there. <laughs> I could offer you this gift. I, I'm going to offer Let me offer you this gift. The gift is called salvation. Now, here's the deal. In this gift, you get to live. This is God talking. You get to live like I live. So I live sinless and perfect. The wages of sin is death. So you get the gift called righteousness, which means when God looks at you, he doesn't see your mess, doesn't see your junk, doesn't see your drama, doesn't see your issues. He sees you like he sees me. And he sees the blood that I shed 2,000 years ago to cover you. That's what God says. It's a gift. Somebody say it's a gift. But here's the thing. It's a marvelous gift. It's a wonderful gift. It's a championship gift. The hater in the room. My God. Touch your neighbor and say, don't be that obvious. Don't be that obvious. God, dog. Let me find another gift. God, dog. Y'all ain't saying nothing. This is an amazing gift. I personally went through trouble. See, some of y'all get mad because you... You spent four hours looking for a gift, and somebody opens it, and they be like, oh, that's nice. All that. Man, do you know where I went, who I had to call, how many times I had to get on the line with Amazon customer support and get transferred 45 times, and that's all you got to say? You better lie to me and smile and tell me it's amazing. Here it is. It's a, it's a, it's a marvelous gift. I went through great pain for this gift. I was betrayed for this gift. I was beaten for this gift. This is God talking, not me. That's what God is saying. I was betrayed for this gift. I was beaten for this gift. I laid down my life for this gift. I had to be ridiculed. I'm God, and I had to be ridiculed for this gift. This is what God says. I had to let them think they killed me because they thought they had that much power. That's why I told him, no man has the power to take my life. I'm giving it. But for a moment, you know how arrogant people get. For a moment, they thought they got me. I went through great pain for this gift. I stepped out of eternity into time to come do everything perfectly so you wouldn't have to. Which means the gift is perfect. I don't even need you to be. Can I just get you to say that? Say, the gift is perfect. Say, he doesn't expect that of me. Some of y'all be putting stuff on you God doesn't put on you. And you make one mistake and you're talking about, I ain't going to be in church for a couple of months. Boo, baby, sir, ma'am, son, daughter, person. Look at now. God never put that burden of responsibility on you. Now, I know for some of my old King James Bible readers, you're like, wait a minute, Bishop. The scripture says, be ye perfect, for your Father in heaven is perfect. Stop. Perfect there means whole. Be whole, for your Father in heaven is whole. And if you keep reading, it says, and we do that through love. Which means I don't have time to hate. That's too, that's too much energy. Can you just wink at somebody next to you and say, I got nothing but love for you. You ain't got to know him. I don't even know him, Bishop. You ain't got to know him. Number love for you. He says, I got this gift for you. It's perfect. You don't have to be perfect. Just accept the gift. 
unwrap the gift, and then, listen, it's a basketball, so this works out great. Just use it every day. <laughs> just, just, just stay in the game every day. What if I miss the basket? Get the ball, because the gift is perfect. Get back in the game. Some of you have been out of the game, and I came tonight to get you back in the game. If I had a whistle, I'd blow it. Coach is saying, get back in the game. Some of you in this building and some of you online, you got out the game because the game was rough. The game was tough. And so you just said, even though I got this perfect gift, I'm not going to use it. So there's a few of you in this building tonight. One, you've never accepted the gift. You're looking at it. It's a championship gift. <laughs> but you've never accepted the gift. And just because the gift is available, I, I got something for, uh, I got something for my little niece. And, um, and when I got something for her, I, I was, I was, I wanted to get something else for her. And she said, uncle, I want this. I said, baby, don't, I said, you sure you want that? Yes, this is what I said. And I showed her three other things. I said, these are so much better than that. She says, no, this is what I want. She says, this is the gift. This is what I want. Watch me. Let me spin that for you. Sometimes you feel like you can't accept it because you don't think you deserve it. That wasn't what my niece was doing, but you follow the principle. Sometimes you're like, I, I have screwed up too much. Bishop, I still cuss. Praise God. There's children in the room, so I ain't going to say nothing more than that. Bishop, I still think stuff I shouldn't think. Okay, listen, that's what Jesus died for. But every good thing I get, I screw it up. Well, let's, let's, let's get our head start on 2020. That you're going to take good care of some good stuff. So some, you've never accepted the gift. Some, you've accepted the gift. Open the gift. You've accepted the gift. You've opened the gift. Come on, open the gift. You've opened it. You've taken the wrapping off. See, you were saved for a good little minute. You've taken the wrapping off. You were in the game. You, you was in the game. You was hooping. You was going. Come on, B613. Come on, show them moves, B613. Touch your neighbor and say, you got game. But then guess what? Something happened. And now the ball. Good catch. Thank you. <laughs> now the ball. You dropped it. Good catch. That was amazing. I wish we could have got a camera shot. He was on that. And now... Life is happening, but you're not doing it with your gift. And here's the deal. You don't bench a Kobe. You don't bench a Michael. You, you don't bench. Watch this. Would you just touch your neighbor on your shoulder and say, God is with you. Just encourage him. Say, you're amazing. Come on, because some people haven't heard a compliment in a long time. Would you just encourage them? Say, I speak life into you. 
And so for some of you, for some of you, what you got to do is get back in the game tonight. You got to come back to the Lord. And then, and then, and then here's, 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 here's where some folks are. Y'all talking about traveling. Listen, this is not a real basketball game. For some of you, you don't know where things are at. You don't know where things are at. You don't know where your relationship with the Lord sits tonight. And tonight, what God wants to do in this building is online and say, it's right over here. I don't leave you. I don't forsake you. I'm not giving up on you. Christmas, I'm Emmanuel. I'm with you. All you got to do is put them hands out. Get it back. Well, I pray that today's life-giving message has spoken life into your life. I'm Bishop Foreman, pastor of Harvest Church. And at this time, I want to extend an opportunity to you to give your life to Jesus Christ. You know, 2,000 years ago, God stepped in a body. That body was called Jesus. That body got on a cross and died for our sins. Now, sins are things that we do that don't please God. And they ultimately don't please God because they ultimately are very harmful and dangerous to us. Not only did he die for our sins, he died so we could have life and life more abundantly. Here's what that means. That not only do we experience God's best, but that we can speak life into other people and use our lives to change the lives of other people. And today, if you need to become a Christian for the first time, the Bible says if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth, you will be saved or born again or become a Christian. All those phrases mean the same thing. And if today you were far from God, this is your opportunity to reconnect to God. I love him because uh, he's not the God of a second chance. The truth is, is we've all used our second chance already. He's the God of another chance. He offers us constant new beginnings and fresh starts to get things right for him. He gave his life for us so that we could give our lives for him. So today, if you need to become a Christian or recommit yourself to Jesus right there where you're at, I don't care where you're listening to this message, I want you to say this with me. Say, Father... In the name of Jesus, thank you for dying in my place. Because of this belief and because of this confession, if this is my first time praying this, I am now a Christian. If I was far from you, I am reconnected to you. Great days are here for me. Today is the beginning of the rest of my life. In Jesus' name. Amen. Listen, if you prayed that prayer for the first time, you are now a Christian. You're born again. You're saved from yourself. And if you were far from God, you're reconnected to God. And here's what I want you to do. Take out your mobile phone and text the word DECISION to the phone number 59769. And when you do, I'm going to send you a message right away that's going to show you how to make Christianity your lifestyle and not just a hobby. And here's what I want to encourage you to do. You are connected to me and connected to Harvest Church for a reason. It's because this is the place God wants to speak life into your life. This is the place God wants you to grow and become a strong Christian and, and serve and change the lives of other people. So stay connected, whether it's at a physical campus or a digital campus, stay connected to Harvest Church. Keep receiving this word and let it speak life into your life. Hope you have a phenomenal day. Hey, congratulations. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why they love Viator. They have over 300,000 bookable experiences and something for everyone. Plus, their travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. 
One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. Viator is a website and app where you can book travel experiences like hiking Mount Kilimanjaro in Tanzania or enjoying the views while cruising on a catamaran in the Caribbean. They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. With over 300,000 bookable experiences in 190 countries, there's something for everyone. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. When you book a travel experience with Viator, there's always flexibility and support with free cancellation, payment options, and 24-7 service. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10. That's V-I-A-T-O-R-10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator.